Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Ashley Graham hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz, and I am so excited today because I have the one, the only, Jesus Santana with me here on the pod. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm really excited to have you here. Um, So Jesus is also better known as Santana out there. Uh, You may know him because he started a movement called the B Movement, but you may better know him because you may be one of his 45,000 followers on the Instagram trying to catch a glimpse of that bootay or that DP (laughs) or them abs or something. (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. All right. Thank you again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, listen, this man is not shy. You will not find him next to the Webster Dictionary's definition of shy. But via his platform, he has used it to create something very, very beautiful. And this is why I brought him on the pod today. But before we get anywhere, folks, I need to wish you, Mr. Santana, happy Eat Your Noodles Day. Is that today? Yes, it is today. Happy Eat Your Noodles Day. I could have sworn it was something else today, but you know what? I have two noodles in my kitchen, so I'm definitely going to go and make it today. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yes. So, folks out there, if you want to send nudes, feel free to slide into the DM. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, listen. I have I have no shame because nobody ever sends me any nudes, right? Nudes or ramen noodles. Uh, so <laughs> I will take either if you're giving them to me. And then, but I can't promise I wouldn't share them with uh, Santana over here himself. So <laughs> if you do it, do it at your own risk. Um, do you get speaking of? 
Do you, I'm sure people slide into your DMs, all sorts of crazy, like. You know what? Um, yeah, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I get some crazy stuff. But you know, it's interesting to watch, and I'm actually, I'm sorry, to read the type of stuff that I get. It goes anywhere from like nudes to like the extreme of like, worshiping my feet for money or my new socks and underwear. So I'm like, ah, you know, so. Oh. L- listen, ride that train, honey. <laughs> listen, you know what? People, nobody wants my used socks. So listen, I'll just send them. I'll send you my used socks. So you send me the address, right? And I will send them out. And we could just split the profits, okay? I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I've done it once. I'm like, you know what? Let me see what this is all about. This hype is all about. It was. It was a time where uh, I was posting a lot of my gym selfies or my uh, stories on there, right, at the gym. And people were consistently asking. And I was like, well, let me see what this hype is all about. Let me go and try it. And I sent it to somebody. Literally, I got 200 bucks for it. For fuck, I'm sorry, for freaking socks. Oh, you, sock. could, you can curse on the pod. This is, this oh, yeah, is okay, not PG. Sure. No, you totally. <laughs> $200 for socks. <laughs> yes. And you know what I did? I, I actually, I, uh, I used to have money. And I did it a couple of times. And I actually invested it in the photo shoots that I had for my body and power. Oh, well, yeah. Listen, put it back into the business. Put it back into the business. But before we even get there, I like to celebrate the gay voices of the past here on this pod. And so we do a little thing called This Day in Gay History. And on this day in gay history, on March 11th, it wasn't a very good day for us. um, In 2004, the California Supreme Court issues a stay ordering San Francisco officials to cease issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples, boo, womp, womp. But uh, funnily enough, I actually had known a bunch of people who got married in that time frame, and then were questioning if that marriage was still valid or not. Do you remember this time since I, you I, were I, in I, California? I, yeah, at that time I was, um, uh, I was only about, I think I was 13 going on 14, if not 14. I remember I was in middle school. <clears throat> I didn't understand much of it. And when that had happened, I remember uh, my, my teacher, she was my science teacher. She uh, was lesbian. She was gay. She, she was married at the time, I think. Um, and I remember she made a huge, like, a big deal out of it. And at the time, I didn't understand. I was just like, oh, what's going on? <clears throat> and it wasn't until, like, I got older that I started understanding. And I was like, what the heck? But I mean, that was my perception when I was a kid. I didn't know much of it until now. But it's just, it's just crazy, like how things work out and things go. But I'm more curious to know how, what, what, what was it in terms of your per- perception of it? Just because I think you were a little bit probably older than I was. At the how time. dare you? How no. dare you? <laughs> I did my studies. I know, I know how old you are. Well, I did my digging on you. So not in a bad way. <laughs> Uh, she better come on this pod and come for me, peoples. You know what? This is, <laughs> this is why gay people can't have anything nice. Right? <laughs> no, um, so I do remember this time, and this is kind of, uh, this is actually why I started this on this podcast to hearken back to the voices of the past and our forefathers of the past, because we have to remember from whence we came. and. Um, our forefathers fought for us to get to that point. And at one point in time, as a very young gay bee, um, I was 
at the marches, at the marriage equality marches here in New York. Uh, I remember a time of us marching onto City Hall and us getting wrapped in the plastic barricades and then them locking us out of City Hall, which City Hall allegedly is like, you know, a, a place for the people, you know, and we got like locked out and it was a peaceful protest, you know, um, and they literally like, cornered us and wrapped us in these like barriers. I remember all those uh, pre-marriage equality marches. So I remember when San Francisco uh, and California legalized it. And then I, I do remember this very, very specifically because I had friends who went to go get married. Yeah. You know, and so it was just this, it was just this time of like imbalance and we're, Yes, we've come such a long way since then, but we, we still have a long way to go. I mean, I just said to somebody today that between, between the elections and the coronavirus, I, we may not survive 2020. <laughs> you know what? The coronavirus has been, it's been something that's been around for a long time. I think it's just the levels that it's getting to. Um, but just out of curiosity, how going to those events um, when all that happened in 2004, how did it make you feel? I've just always been of the mindset that I wouldn't be able to live the way I lived if my, our forefathers didn't fight for us, be it, be it the, the sip-in at Julius or Stonewall or any of the countless other things. The, the, um, I am, it's escaping my head right now. What happened in the diner in California that was also pre-Stonewall. Um, so... Uh, once I came out and I realized that and I learned the history and our history, I just felt inherently that it's my duty, our duty to continue this fight. So it was just a no brainer all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. So, I mean, because it's, it's providing, someone provided this future for me, and therefore, yes, I am a, a, a bit older than you are, right? Providing that future for you, for you to live right. your life the way you can, right? For you to do what you need to do to provide the future for whomever's next, yeah. right? It's, it's, cool. it's, it's cyclical in yeah, that I sense. don't do it that way. And <clears throat> on my last podcast, podcast sorry, that I had, um, I kind of spoke in terms of that, like, I think, you know, we now have it a little bit more easier compared to what it was back in the days. And we really got to thank, you know, everybody that our, our elders or whoever, uh, you know, went to those, you know, uh, rallies and whatnot, just because they are helping pave the way for us. And, you know, now we have like celebrities and our allies, you know, we have to like celebrate and support those as well, because it's rare nowadays you have allies because a lot of them, like, I want to go ahead and do it just for more like a publicity type of thing or or they just want to do it to not just create the ally, but they want to get the following. They want to get that, that revenue. It's more of like a marketing strategy is how I see it. But we now <clears throat> have a little bit more easier in terms of how it was in the past. And you're right, like, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're helping for the younger generation to have it easier. And it is up to us, like the millennials or whatever you want to call it, to, to set the, the way, the tone for the ones that are going to be coming in the next generation, you know? So I yeah. agree with you all. 100%. Indeed. But let's, uh, listen, we could talk about this all day long and we have, uh, we as LGBTQ people have a very long way. We have come a long way and we still have a long way to go. Uh, our trans sisters are getting murdered on the daily basis as, at alarming rates, right? But, you know, people like Bad Bunny just came out for Alexis 
uh, Alexa Torres, right, which was really, really beautiful. And, you know, we're the, the fight the fight continues, but I am here to talk about you and celebrate you and all, all the beauty that is you. So let's start at the very beginning. Uh, you are of Mexican descent, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, l talk to me about the journey from, from shy kid to Instagram thirst quencher. <laughs> <laughs> I started off in a household um, where you're able to express your feelings, which is really cool um, just because in a lot of Hispanics home, like it's more of you celebrate one another, you celebrate the culture, you celebrate the love for one another. However, you're limited <clears throat> if you identify as gay or lesbian. Um, it's kind of like taboo for the Mexican culture. Uh, and, and I, so, I, I think that's, I think that's the same. I mean, across the board in uh, like all Latin cultures, like, you know, yeah, you're the black sheep of the family once you come out of the closet, you know, and we like yeah. sweep it under the rug and nobody talks about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very true. Um, amazingly, I had uh, my brother and my sister were, were very supportive. Uh, they, they honestly didn't care. My dad is who shocked me, actually. I thought my dad was going to disown me. Um, I, but as a kid, I didn't care. I didn't care. Like I came out at the age, I, I came out at the age of 12, 14, 13. And then I came out again in high school. And then again, after high school. So I came out three different times. Um, but when I first came out uh, at a, such a young age, my, my mom was very pissed off. She was like, it's just a phase. You're going to get over it, blah, blah. Um, and my dad was more of like, oh, that's cool. You know, like you're gay. That's fine. You know, my dad was more of a hippie. Um, he's like, just make sure you're making the right decision. And you're not being influenced by your friends or any sort. Which is funny because I didn't even have friends growing up. Um, so in elementary, I was very to myself. Um, I was very bullied a lot, um, and I was a little bit more on the heavier side as well. Which I didn't care. When you're young and you're little, you don't really care about the weight and what it means and the health consequences behind it all, or just empowering yourself overall. Um, so when I was in elementary, going to middle school, like the bullying got worse. Like there's this, there's uh, times where my food was like taken away from me and, you know, just pretty much just thrown in a trash can. Um, and then it got to like using the word faggot, using the word fag or princess. Um, <clears throat> and what was disturbing was the teachers saw this and not once did any of the teachers say anything. So it was a little bit, it, it was hurtful. And uh, it's really funny. It's really funny you say this, right? Because I can relate very much so. But, you know, uh, you said princess and I was like, oh, wait, I, I, I live to be called princess these days. It's funny how, it's funny how we, uh, how, what once affected us so terribly in our youth, right? Now we live for it and we're like, oh, yes. Yeah, turning negative into positive. That's what right? the community <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's an incident in third grade where I'm never going to forget. It was uh, Valentine's Day. Um, so I was so shy, but I still wanted to impress my, my peers in the class, in the classroom. Uh, every weekend, my, my parents would go to an allowance. So I would pick up my sister's little shift, quote unquote, or my little brother's uh, duties as well, just to get the extra buck. And on Valentine's Day, my dad took us to Walmart, and I decided to go bring it to my, uh, my little piggy pink, or piggy, whatever you piggy pink, whatever you call them. And I broke into it, and I went to Walmart, and I bought a Valentine's card.
cards and I wrote everybody's name on it, everybody on my classroom, and I even matched the Pokemon to their personality, right? Thinking, you know, okay, well, this person's gonna match with this personality or this Pokemon. Um, we were playing Heads Up, Seven Up, and on the way, when the when the game when the game was over, and I was on my way to my seat, I noticed that my cubby was empty, and I kind of picked up my head and I was like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and I remember I had like my, my, my heart sank to my stomach and I looked over to my right and my teacher, Miss Silly, was looking at me at the time and she knew I didn't get anything and I'm looking at her and with this face, like what's going on? How come I didn't get one out of the entire bunch? Um, and I remember I, my eyes were getting watery and I was so embarrassed for anybody to see my cubby that was empty, especially me crying. So I kind of grabbed my cubby and I put it under my desk in my lap. Um, and we were watching Lady and the Tramp that, that day. And I remember I, I put my head down and I just started crying. And I was just like, why am I treated like this? I don't get it. And then I started reflecting on the words like the fag and the faggot princess and how I would get you know, bullied a lot. And I never really understood because all I wanted was friends and I took care of all the people around me. Um, and then middle school was worse. High school, my freshman year going to sophomore year, it was the worst. Uh, there's this thing called Freshman Fridays. So they would literally pick up any freshmen and throw them in a trash can. And I was always thrown in a damn trash can. And um, and I never really understood. And I was like, I'm about to be a teenager, like a grown adult. And I'm to myself, I'm quiet, I'm shy. I don't speak to anybody. I literally have no friends, maybe two. And I'm still getting picked on. So transitioning that role into like, I started working and then I started making friends. And I realized that the outside world is not as cool as it was as the inside world within like a gated community such as like a school or in your household. Um, at the age of 18, when I came out again, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, it's stupid. So I moved out. Um, I, it forced me to be in a situation to communicate, make friends and make uh, relationships, especially networking, like from a shy kid to like forcing yourself to build relationships. Um, it was nerve wracking. I, my anxiety was off the roof. Uh, and then- May I ask, sorry to interrupt, but may I ask why why there was a need or why or why you had to come out three times? It, just, it, it was more to let them know like, hey, it, it, I, at the time it was more as a cry for help. Like, hey, I came out the first time, you know, I, I genuinely thought my parents were gonna be supportive. And they weren't, except for my dad. My dad was so supportive. Um, but it was still awkward because my dad wanted to make my mom happy. So it was just crazy. I didn't get that support. So when it came out again the second time, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe if I reassure them, like, I am gay, they could have set me for who I am. Um, yet alone, like, maybe, like, even at least just say, hey, everything's going to be okay. Nothing. My mom was just like, you're not gay. My, my son's not gay. I never raised a gay guy before. You're not going to be gay. I'm like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. When I came out again, it was when I was going to move out. And it was like, okay, are you sure? Because I'm going to move out. You guys want to set me type of thing. And I came out, my mom was like, all right, if you want to move out, that's fine. I'm not going to raise a gay boy. And I was like, oh, that hit me hard. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to move out. And I did. And um, she didn't think I had the balls to. But I, I was working at the age of 16 in a way. So I kind of already knew how to, like, go out there on my own and uh take care of myself so yeah that, that yeah, was uh, i mean i mean thank you for sharing your story
online, right? Your online persona, um, which some people have like fake online personas and some people, you know, some people like live that Instagram life, you know, but it seems very real, you and your relationship with your dad, which is really, really beautiful because we as at least gay men, um, a lot of us aren't that fortunate to have such a beautiful, um, like father, father, son relationship. I know I don't have yeah. one. Um, and so I, I really, that's really admirable and really, really beautiful to see and very, very real. And I'm, it's one of my, it's kind of one of my favorite things that you share about yourself in your online persona is uh, that relationship with your dad and how beautiful that is and how much, how much you get along and do things together. Um, and how's your relationship with your mom now? Oh, it's going way better. Um, I think her watching me and my dad grow and really blossom to this <clears throat> beautiful relationship that we, we both went in together with, um, it kind of almost made her realize, like, hey, this is my son. Like, I shouldn't have done what I've done to him. Um, and it wasn't until my second relationship when she actually reached out. She's like, hey, I'm having a Thanksgiving dinner. You can invite your boyfriend. And I was like, oh, is this a trick question or an answer? Or like, well, what's going on, you know? Um, but my dad, like going back to, to what you mentioned, I, I understand a lot of gay men out there do not have, um, you know, the, this opportunity to spend like quality time with their dad in, in such a way that I do and how I express it. Um, I'm very blessed, to be honest. Like my dad's my best, 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 best friend. Like I tell him everything and anything. You know, my dad's constantly telling me like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to give me a nephew or, or, or a niece? You know? I was like, well, dad, if you only knew how the gay community works, because it is not that simple, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, honey, if he only knew, indeed, we can be vicious and, oh, my God. Yes, but um, to that uh, to that sentiment, um, you move out, right? And you're part of... You're part of this whole bullying experience, and you're trying you're trying to find your own way. And here comes this like B movement, this like positive, uh, this body positive movement that you've created. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So uh, what's cool about I, about that is that it started back and I would say like uh, two two years ago now. So I was um, so after I lost the weight, um, you know. Uh, just a quick recap. After I lost weight, I then started going to the gym and focusing on myself. And I got the attention that I was like that I never thought I was going to have, and it was a little bit shocking. But then it kind of showed me how superficial the community could be. So I was like, "Well, screw it. I'm just going to go and love myself. I'm tired of comparing my body to the next person at the gym or to the person on on Facebook in my space at the time because that's what I had." Um, and then fast forward a few years later. Uh, I was sitting on the couch and I was watching America's Next, Next Time Model and Tyra Banks was talking to one of the contestants who is, is now my mentor, Christiana, and she was telling her how, you know, like she's beautiful and blah, blah, and she's like leading the way for the people that are plus size. And I'm over here thinking like there's this amazing woman with beautiful curves. She's normal. She's authentic. And and she's being represented in such an amazing way. She's representing us in such an amazing way. And here I am on my damn Instagram, like altering my photos, trying to make sure I'm like the best and I'm comparing myself to the next person. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? My boyfriend at the time was like, all right, well, I'm going to challenge you. You're, you're going to stop editing your photos. You're going to stop doing X, Y, and Z. And we're now going to get you on your true authentic self on this platform. 
So I, he literally made me get off the couch. I stripped down to just my underwear and I took a photo. I'm like, hey, this is myself. This is who I am, blah, blah, blah. And people were very supportive of that. And I appreciate that for my followers because I really thought they're going to be like, oh, you know, like another fat boy, blah, blah. Because that's what I grew up hearing, you know, fat boy, fat, blah, blah. Um, but no, it, it relates such a good message that I was now focusing on my inner self, my, my mental health, my, my body, my everything, you know? And so I then started preaching a healthy mind is a healthy body, regardless of what shape size you are in, you know? Um, and then I reached out to Christiana shortly after about the, the projects. She started this project called The Real Catwalk. It initially took place in New York City which trickled down to like London and then down to the West Coast, East Coast, um, and all of North America pretty much almost. Um, so I asked her with her blessings if I could go ahead and bring that project over to the SoCal portion of it because it's rare that we get that exposure except for LA. I feel like LA is like the capital of everything, you know, um, from activism to like mm -hmm. just everything in general, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, why not bring it a little bit down here in SoCal a little bit more and try to share that experience here in uh, the Inland Empire. Um, and then that's when I took the first project to Corona and then Riverside, California, and then over to Denver, San Francisco, and then back to New York. So it was pretty cool. Uh, she ended up doing it again in New York um, and with her guidance and like, she was pretty much guiding me like what not to do, how to do it, how to include everybody and really preach on the word diversity and inclusion when it comes to body image. Um, and I love helping people and giving back. Like I'm so passionate about helping people and that's something that a lot of people don't see. And so I started incorporating that over to my actual job. So with where I work at now, I'm now head of council of diversity and inclusion, inclusion for all of my, the market. So that's that's cool. that's really, really incredible and congratulations. I just want to rewind a minute just to let the listeners know kind of what the B movement encompasses. Can you give us like a sentence or two of just what it encompasses as a whole and what it is as a whole? Yes, yeah, so the B movement is a body empowerment movement. Uh, it, it, it celebrates uh, every body shape, color, whether you're tall, skinny, short, um, and the inclusivity portion of my project includes everybody from straight to gay, lesbian, uh, people within the transgender community, because I feel like within that community itself, I feel like they're neglected so much. So incorporating them into this project to really celebrate, to show to the world what beauty means to them, whether it is their natural body or in, 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 their, in their alter ego, whatever the case is. And as well as like also drag queens, um, you know, Kendra Onyx, I, I had her in my project and she is phenomenal. She killed it on my projects. And again, it's a moment to celebrate body image and just um, loving yourself. And, and, and you're doing this via, via film and runway shows. Am I correct? Yes. 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 So studio projects, so such as uh, photo shoots or the real catwalk, which is like, pretty much a flash mob, a catwalk on the set of walk or whatever street you're in, um, or just film, like a little short clip video of everybody just coming together, random strangers coming together to celebrate positivity, love, and body. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's, re that's really, really beautiful. It's like a butterfly coming out from its cocoon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> to, to be real homosexual about it. Um, I love this and I love everything about this, but I want to take a short break just to introduce you to the audience's favorite part of the pod and my favorite part of the pod, a little something we like to call Food News Update. Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Update. Peeps announces its entire Easter line, which includes cookies and white chocolate dipped chicks. Yes. Do you? So I picked some of these because I know that you are a large fan of what I'm just going to call Instagram foods because they're just kind of, I know you're a big fan of like Disneyland and you get like these crazy like shakes and, and, and candy and you, you love all like, what I'm just gonna call Instagram foods. Uh, am I yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Food actually. I don't yeah, yeah, you, you, you love food, and so. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, Peeps announced our Easter's right around the corner, y'all. That they have come out with an entire line of just like crazy flavored Peeps, including uh, Peeps Fruit Loop Pops. There's root beer float Peeps. There's wa- sour watermelon Peeps. Um, International Delight is has Peeps flavored coffee creamer. Kellogg's is now having Peeps marshmallow flavored cereal. There's Peeps Pez Loft House Wait, cookie. Come on, come on! I don't want to sound dumb. Is Peeps the little duck one? Like yes, the, the the marshmallow. <laughs> Okay, I don't know why I thought of something else, and I got really excited. I'm like, wait, no. We're okay, not talking okay. about penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can talk about penis, but this food news is not about penis. Oh, darn. (laughs) Listen, just go back a couple episodes. There was a food news update about men dipping their balls in soy sauce. It was great. Oh, really? Yeah, because they thought there was this whole article that was misunderstood about men being able to taste throughout through their testicles. Oh, can you? Huh? Go go and try it, and you yeah, and you report back to us. Okay, I'll make sure I'll let you guys know when you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anywho, um, I'm I'm a big fan of Peeps. Do you like Peeps? The marshmallow candy, not the penis. No, I never. As a kid, I never liked it. I I always when I got my basket, that would be the only one I would leave out. I would give it to my cousins or just throw in the trash can. Oh, really? Oh, you're miss you're missing out. And there's a whole generation of people out there who love to open the package and let them get a little stale and then eat them. That's mm-hmm. also a thing. Like kind of like you put uh Girl Scout Thin Mints in the freezer. It's like you open the package and let them dry out a little and then you and then you eat the peep. No, but you know what? I'll definitely will try the you said fruit loops, right? Yeah, there's like fruit loops. Um, that sounds good because I just had uh what was it? Um Lucky Charms Pancakes and Cap- Captain Crunch and I hope. Well, hold on to that. <laughs> hold on to that one. Okay. IHOP released a whole menu of pancakes topped with cereal pieces, including Lucky Charms marshmallows. You beat me to the punch of the second uh, headline here. I also picked this one for you because I know you love things like this. So tell the kids all about it. Oh my God, it's like a sex party in your mouth. Literally, oh, it's like, did you just say it's like a sex party in your mouth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a good one too that doesn't just last about like an hour. It's a good one that lasts like a long time. 
right. All right. I am here for a sex party in my mouth. For those of you out there that don't know, IHOPs released uh, pancakes uh, topped with cereal. I mean, in true IHOPs fashion, according to Delish.com, these pancakes are totally over the top. Um, this isn't some dry sack of pancakes with some cereal thrown on it. No, these things are like beautiful and delicious pieces of art topped with interesting ingredients like sparkle sauce and milk mousse, which tastes just like cereal milk. There's cinnamon toast uh, pancakes. There's crunch berry pancakes, all sorts of things. Which one did you have? I had the Captain Crunch one, and I had the uh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I swear. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of pancakes. Not when it comes to tasting these. I swear they're worth it. They're good. I kid you not. Like I don't know what they put. It's probably I don't know. I don't know if it's crack or I don't know. But you take one bite and you take another one, another one. Next thing you know, like I was literally full. I can't. Like I have to eat more. So we ordered another one. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. So, well, IHOP, uh, it seems that uh, you are you are Santana approved, uh, if I do say so myself. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely do recommend it. And then one thing I highly recommend: if you guys are iffy about the pancakes, at least go with the with the cinnamon toast crunch one, just because it it really does taste like the actual cereal. Like the syrup, I don't know. Like the syrup gives it like a really nice um, cherry on the top with the icing. It's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just freaking good. Well, <laughs> listeners, if you're, if you're out there and you love IHOP, please get back to me because I need to know. I need to know. They're Santana approved, right? And I'm not really a big pancakes person, but we'll see. We'll see. Wendy's launched its breakfast menu nationwide. Have you, have you heard about this? Mm, no, I haven't. I was just a Wendy's. Uh, well, it happened last week, um, and Wendy's fans are freaking out because Wendy's now has a breakfast menu that includes something called the Baconator. What is that? Um, <laughs> bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> this. So now you're able to get. Uh, I. I never realized first and foremost that Wendy's didn't serve breakfast to begin with. I just thought all the fast food chains served yeah. breakfast. But now Wendy's has something, uh, is serving breakfast and has something called the breakfast baconator. It's a bun loaded with an egg, six strips of bacon, a sausage patty, two slices of American cheese, and a Swiss cheese hollandaise sauce. Really? That's it? And that's all they're excited for? Well, there's more. There's something called a Frosty Chino, which is a chocolate or vanilla Frosty mixed with cold brew. Yes. Honey butter chicken biscuit. Um, Hello. Delicious. I mean, come on. If if they want to, like, announce, like, the first world breakfast, whatever you want to call it, like, be at least creative. Be, like, in your face. Like, we have this awesome platter of bacon wrapped in, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Oh, you're not here for it. You're not here for Miss Wendy. No. And I listen, we've can't we've canceled Wendy Williams and now you apparently canceled (laughs) Wendy. Don't get me wrong, I just had a Wendy's yesterday. Their spicy chicken nuggets is phenomenal. But on if you're gonna launch breakfast for a company that's never had breakfast before, be more creative and more like delicious. I mean, they're serving you a heart attack on a bun. I I am here for this Baconator sandwich. I kind of want to try it. 
why not a heart attack and more? You know what I mean? Why not a heart attack and more? And I think that's the perfect way to end. <laughs> Food news update. Yeah. <laughs> Why not a heart attack and more? That that's actually a great segue into your you run this uh the B movement, this body positive movement. Um of like what what was it a month ago, two months ago? Jillian Michaels uh got a lot of flack for some comments that she made about Lizzo. Did you hear about this? Yes, and oh, it was a mess. And and we can talk uh, quickly about this, but I, I kind of wanted to know your feelings on this. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jillian Michaels did a press circuit because I think she had a book or something. And for some reason, she got on uh, commenting about Lizzo and she goes, "Why?" and I quote, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes, right? She goes on to say, uh, after she got a lot of flack. As I've stated repeatedly, we are all beautiful, worthy, and equally deserving. I also feel strongly that we love ourselves enough to acknowledge there are serious health consequences that come with obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, to name only a few. I would never wish these for anyone, and I would hope we prioritize our health because we love ourselves and our bodies. Take it away. All right, and this is a statement that I been on with my coworkers because a lot of my coworkers know about my project and um so i'm just gonna get straight to it i understand with where she's coming from where julian's coming from and i understand Lizzo's perspective i love lizzo for embracing herself uh, not just the culture that she comes from but her body her positivity and her self-worth and her self-love um i also understand uh julia michael's statement where she's coming from a lot of people don't want to see her pers- uh, her perspective of the issue but there are some serious health consequences if we don't take care of ourselves, which is why I always talk about a healthy mind is a healthy uh, body. So to me, going to the gym and then eating maybe a slice of pizza right after, like, I mean, why? Why not? You know, like you're, you're keeping that healthy balance. So I understand where Julia Michaels is coming from. Um, so I, I do agree with Julia Michaels a little bit, but then I think nowadays the culture that we're in and the type of you know, society that we're in, people want to get easily offended for every little thing, or people easily want to give a statement or give feedback or criticize or give criticism um, without wanting it back. So I understand what the, where the audience is coming from, and I agree with the audience, but I also agree with Julian Michaels. So I also, that. yeah, it's a controversial topic, and I'm actually on your side and and a bit on her side as well, in the sense of, I think people took it and took it out of context and blew it up to a whole nother level. She wasn't combat. She wasn't like, oh my God, Lizzo's so gross or anything. She was like, Lizzo's great. And I love that she loves herself, but like, is this self-love translating into taking care of herself, making sure that like, because of her size, she isn't going to like, you know, heart disease and and so on and so forth. Um, you know, it's it's a fine line here that we need to ride with this with this and her statement. You know, and from what I read, Lizzo goes to the gym. She just eats whatever. She's she's just like me and you. Like we might go to the gym, but we sell you whatever we want. You know, she but- is not just like me because I do not play the flute and I do not have millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a podcast, and that's the talent. And the talent. <laughs> 
I do have a podcast and a lot of other things, you know? <laughs> you give yourself some credit. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, I got I got the credit where the credit counts, okay? Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what are you trying to say, huh? Uh, nothing. Um, you I want to question you really quick, just about because you talk a lot about um, you know, the way the way the internet makes you feel, the way society makes you feel. And most recently you have been on this major weight loss journey and this major workout journey just because uh for mental health, you talk about that a lot. Um yeah. and now and now you've gone from I hate to use this term normal bodied, because what's what's that really mean? Right? Mm-hmm. But you you've gone from, for lack of a better term, normal bodied to abs and ass, right? And <laughs> let, let's just say it. And how do you think that has, if at all, has affected your message or your or this project? Because now you fit the box, right? Oh, wow. That you that you've worked. That you <laughs> but I mean, and it's great and, and you're beautiful. And I'm not, you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. But like you've gone you've gone from promoting like i look like this and it's okay for me to look like this and you know don't let society tell you what you need to look like and now just because of the way the internet is and the the way the world works right um cuz i'm here i'm here for your message obviously there's a lot of abs on your page now 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 you've kind of because of this journey and cause of how hard you work which is beautiful now you're you kind of personify this, and if people don't know your backstory, it's really easy to assume that you're just this person. Has right. this affected? Has this affected your your message at yeah. all, or or the way you're seeing this? Um, well, first and foremost, I've always preached a healthy mind is a healthy balance. Uh, I'm sorry, healthy mind is a healthy body. Um, so going from that, what you said, you know, normal body to like this, like when I'm in the box now. Yes. And I, I wish I had a better term for that because no, I know, I, I, and I know. Uh, you know what, uh, listeners out there, you know, don't come after me for what, what's a normal body. Yeah, I'm just, it's for lack of a better term, you know. Yeah, and I think it's, it's with stuff like that, like how society's going to consider is more of a black and white type of thing. There's no in between. So, um, <clears throat> I did that because I decided to give give up and let go of my meds. You know, I do suffer from really severe, uh, s- severe anxiety and depression. Um, and if for those that suffer from the same thing, you guys know just how hard it is <clears throat> of your mind. Your mind takes you to this really dark place for no fucking reason. And it's extremely hard to get out of that dark place. Um, so during that time, I was like, I can't take this prescription anymore because the doctor that gave it to me was like, hey, you know, I'm, I will admit what I'm going to give you. I, I, it was so long. It's going to make you worse before you get better. And I was just like, all right, I'm willing to give it a shot because I couldn't control my depression at one point. So my mom went with me to the doctors. We took this medication. Two months into the med- medication, literally almost every day I couldn't get out of bed. I uh, thought about suicide consistently. Um, and it was just like in my head, oh, I'm not trying to get emotional. And it was just in my head a lot, a lot. And I was tired of reaching out to my mom and I was trying to reach out to my dad and my sister. Like, I felt like I was like a burden. Like I was just, just extra baggage on them for no reason. Cause everybody goes through their own shit, you know? Um, 
And I was like, no, there has to be another way. So I started doing my research. I gave up on meditation. That's where meditation came into play. Um, you know, yoga and tea, certain teas. And it wasn't enough. I was like, okay, this shit is not working. Uh, the yoga, it's doing okay, but it's not working. Meditation is working phenomenal, but it, you could only last so long before you go back to that dark place or you're surrounded by people and get anxiety. Um, so I decided, I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me give it a shot because, you know, they, they were talking about like certain foods could help you out and then also going to the gym. <clears throat> so when I went to the gym, I was working out heavily and I started seeing results and I'm very competitive. So when my friends were like challenging me to like this body transition, I was like, dude, it's on. Like I'm going to win those 500 bucks, like best believe. But then I started noticing that the gym was more of a stress reliever. Like, and I guarantee you to anybody that's listening or even to yourself, if you're having a bad day and you go into the gym and you work out, I guarantee you, you're going to come back out of the gym feeling great because all that anger and that stress that you had whether from like a rough day or a bad relationship or just a, hard, a long day at work, it's all going to be released at the gym, like by lifting those mm -hmm. weights, running, just like, you know? Um, and it made me feel great. So I was like, fuck, like I feel great. I feel like less stress. So that's where that gym and the body transformation. So it in. sounds like working out kind of saved your life a bit. Yeah. 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 But I'm, not, I'm kind of just, I'm wondering if, because of your beautiful transition, if you've had any negativity towards your message because people don't understand this. This isn't necessarily something you let everybody know being, you know, so popular on, on social. So it's, it's, I would imagine, right? Cause I've been following you for quite some time now. So I've seen the journey. I know, I know where you're coming at, you know? And so this is this podcast is a platform to let those negative people being like, hey, well, you look like this. So how can you even talk about X, Y, and Z? What would you say to those people? Um, well, one thing that I learned was fuck what people think, you know, and mm -hmm. I got that input from my dad. <clears throat> I was adding more stress and more anxiety when I would post something and I would see certain comments I'm like, oh, or certain DMs. I, I would get in my head. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have posted. Now I don't care. It's my social media. It's my platform. If you want to be on it, that's fine. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to have a comment. At the end of the day, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. Not because what society expects me to do something that I have to do. So yeah, of course. Great. Great. I love that. I love that. So before we close out, I just wanted to play a little, uh, a quick little game with you, right? Because okay. um, uh, Mr. Santana here is a big, is a big lover of pineapple pizza. Oh, yeah. All right, pineapple pizza is his jam, is his shit, is his cheat day meal, I, I, if I can freely say so. <laughs> so I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna, I don't even know what I'm calling this name, pineapple pizza or, right? And so the, it's, you can either have one or the other and whichever one you choose, like, that's it. You like, you can't ever have the other one again. Got okay. it? Right. Coffee, coffee or pineapple pizza? Pineapple pizza. All right. You're really stylish. So fancy clothes or pineapple pizza? Uh, wait. It can't be that hard. Nope. You're either shopping, shopping at Buffalo Exchange or you're eating pineapple pizza. Oh. I'm sorry. Fashion, but 
fashion. I mean, I meant you're either shopping at like fancy places or you're eating pineapple pizza and, and shopping at yeah, Buffalo. I love clothes. I love shoes. I love everything that's stylish. I'm streetwear, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm willing to give that up for pizza. You're giving up. You're giving up the clothes for the pizza. All right. Yeah. <laughs> abs or having abs or pineapple pizza. Come on, really? Pineapple pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon or pineapple pizza? No. You can oh, never watch Pokemon no. again. <laughs> this is really torn them apart. Maybe Pokemon. <laughs> oh. oh. Pokemon wins. All right. Sex or pineapple pizza? Oh, come on. Because now you're in a new relationship, honey. Sex with uh, sex with your sexy mans or pineapple pizza? There's no like both. I can't like mesh. Nope. Nope. I can't put the pizza on. Nope. The it's one or the other. The devil will come and he's going to take one away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. What he would is you he is torn apart. I'm a I like pineapple pizza, but I pick sex, honey. <laughs> and I've what, seen your man. Damn. You know what? Sex is really good right now. So yes, sex. All right. <laughs> good. Good. Darn. You know, I was trying. I was trying I to cause. I was trying to cause. I was trying to cause a West Coast East Coast rift because you know I learned early on if you can't make a home, break a home. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, oh. Batman or pineapple pizza? Ah, oh, dude, come on. That's. I'm gonna go with Batman. All right. All right. Um, you're also a huge, huge fan of Disneyland. Disneyland or pineapple pizza? You know what? The public could have Disneyland. I'll stick to pizza. It's All too right. crowded anyway. <laughs> you know. I'm willing to give it up. <laughs> A million dollars or pineapple pizza? Okay, okay. This is where you got to get a little bit more detailed. So a million dollars or a live, I said like one-time pizza or- no. I, no, 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 no. Pineapple pizza is gone once you take the million dollars. Forever. Like there's, like no one's ever going to make it again? For you. For me. Fuck, you can't, uh, I'm going to go to pizza, man. I cannot do that. Money's money. <laughs> <laughs> You don't understand for those that are listening i swear like if i was single you guys brought pineapple pizza to my job i will marry you on the spot oh all right all right you heard it here first and finally maluma or pineapple pizza yeah. you can't do that come on can i get another one one more nope maluma or pineapple pizza that's the last one yeah I always have boys though, so I'll stick to pizza as much as I don't want pizza over Maluma. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have you have a man, so give up the Maluma, right? I'll I'll take him for myself. <laughs> I, I don't like sharing, so I'll give you a little bit of my leftovers, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the pod. Let the kids know where they can find you, find the B movement, give them all the social handles and the websites. Of course. Uh, so Instagram is the main focus where my B movements are. So on Instagram, you're going to find me as uh, Santana with an extra A at the end and uh, followed by 89. So Santana 89. Facebook, you're just going to find me as Jesus Santana. Um, and then just look for the number 89 at the end. You'll be fine. And uh, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate you taking the time to 
put me on your on your show for a yeah, bit. yeah 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 I mean it was it was a long journey to to make our schedules work for those of you that don't know if you're hearing some ambient ambient noise or ambient noise in the background I'm potting from the office today it's midday here so um yeah it's been a joy and a pleasure to finally because uh, we've been kind of chatting back and forth and commenting yeah. on each other's shit for a while so it's really nice to make this connect right and thank you for getting up so early in california just for just for little old me and my big old gay podcast <laughs> i had to man i'm such a fan and the fact that you decided to go ahead and take time to like interview me and put me on your podcast i was like there's no way he's lying but i do also apologize i know like i was busy with the photo shoots and you that, that's that's neither here nor there this podcast here um i have turned into um a a vessel to celebrate uh, queer people in food and in like food adjacent um, spectrums, right? And you're yeah. doing something that's that's food adjacent and that's celebrating the body and that's celebrating, you know, cause we as gay men, we talk about this all uh, always on the pod, you know, uh, and LGBTQ people, you know, the the gay body dysmorphia is real the the bullying is real the the perception of oneself is very very real or the misperception of oneself is very real so it's it's great to i wanted to celebrate you and what you're doing and let people know because you're kind of trying to break down those barriers in in your own way yeah thank you and i appreciate that oh yeah. and then for your listeners too like i'll be having if you guys are anywhere in the north and no socal or new york I will be having auditions again for the project. Well, hopefully someone doesn't have to audition and she could just be on it, right? I got a sexy new mustache and all. (laughs) Well, you know how to get at me. Thank you once again to Jesus Santana for getting up so early. This has been such an amazing pod. And as always out there, folks, feel free to write me at inyomouthpod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email me at inyomouthpod nyc at gmail.com i will link out santana so you can find him easily this has been such a great day and such a great uh episode go out there get yourself some uh dollar ramen noodles right and don't forget to slide in with with your pictures of the nudes thank you and as always thank you for listening to in yo mouth yes Thank you.